Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Randy over here at Made Free Church. Hope you guys are having a great morning. This is the early morning church service. Um, I uh, don't know. I haven't talked to Pastor Dave. I think he's going on this afternoon or, or uh, later this morning. So I decided to go on this morning um, to continue our study in 1 Corinthians and Thanksgiving of the 1 Corinthians. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. So I hope you guys are... Um, here, let me do this. There we go. Get some music behind that, man. Uh, I hope you guys are having a great morning. Um, just a couple announcements, guys. Um, if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. That is madefreechurch.org. And... Um, we have a whole intercessory prayer team that prays over your prayer request daily. And uh, we would love just to pray for you. you know. Um, and uh, so, and if you'd like for one of us to call you, please leave your name and uh, your phone number in the box. But if you're living in, in Canada or down in Mexico or even across the pond in Europe and, and England and stuff like that, we're not gonna, we don't have the ability to call you, but we encourage you to put your prayer request in the box and send that over to our prayer routine because we totally believe that prayer is essential in the Christian walk and in the Christian life. So we encourage you to do that. So let's uh, get into prayer. Oh, and also guys, um, these are the translations I usually use. Uh, I added the NLT because I, I'm, I'm starting to really like the NLT. The NLT is a pretty good, but I use the LSB, which is the Legacy Standard Bible. Uh, which is, came from the same translators as the NSAB, which is also I use. It's like a an NASB on steroids. But you know, I also use the ESV, uh, the New King James Version, and the King James Version. Um, so those are the, the, the translations I use because I believe that they are closest to you know a lot of uh, what the apostles and and stuff and what God was speaking about. So. Let's get into prayer. Let's get into prayer and open up, right? Heavenly Father, just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time, God. We thank you for the opportunity that we get to spend with you this morning. And God, I just ask, Lord, that your word goes out. Get me out of the way, Lord, and let your word go out. Let the people who are watching, Lord, just be edified by it, as well as the people who are going to watch later. Lord, we just thank you for all your work and all that you're doing in our lives. Lord, bless us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, I've been thinking a lot and studying a lot in the first Corinthians, in first Corinthians, but yeah, I've been thinking a lot about, uh, you know, our church and how we just pushed everything online and stuff like that. You know, we're, we're, we're as a church, we're looking for a place where we can start congregating. So if you guys are in the Southern California and the Inland Empire area, you know, a place where you know, we can go and gather and start our, and start our church. You know, that's what we're looking for right now, man. And, and uh, you know, if, if any of you guys can help us out with that, that would be great because we're truly looking for a place where we can gather in the Inland Empire. Like, you know, Rancho, Upland, Ontario, Chino, Pomona area. Um, so if you guys know a place where we can have church and stuff out, man, uh, that's what we're looking for right now. This is a dire need for us because we need to start congregating and start, you know, building upon what, what God started in this church. So we just ask for your help. Uh, we 
we ask that uh, you guys continue to pray for that, okay? So um, let's get it. Let's get started with this. Uh, let me move up here with my notes. So, um, you know, this morning we're going to continue our new series in the first letter of the Corinthians. This is a series I'm calling Challenges the Christians Face because we face these today. And Friday morning, we studied the first three verses of 1 Corinthians. And these, these verses are the salutation of 1 Corinthians. And we looked at the greeters, the greeted, and the greeting. You know, Paul typically uh, moved from the, the, the salutation into thanksgiving in Romans 1.8, Philippians 1, um, chapter 1, 3 through 7, Colossians 1, 3 through 8. You know, I think Galatians is kind of the exception. Uh, before moving on to the body of the letter, he does this again here in 1 Corinthians. So today I want to study the thanksgiving of 1 Corinthians. So let us read. Open your word up to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. And it says, I give thanks to my God always for you of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way, you were enriched in him in all speech and knowledge even as a testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gifts as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you till the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship with the son Jesus Christ our Lord uh, when the Apostle Paul wrote the uh, wrote a letter, he generally uh, utilized the following structure. First, it's the salutation. Second is the thanksgiving. Third is the body. And then four is always in a, a conclusion of the letter. And he always followed these this kind of structure, you know, which is really, really good to know. Um... What is fascinating about Paul is that he begins his letter, uh, he remark, is, is remarkably theological. His salutation is rich with theological meaning. Um, and that is no less true about the Thanksgiving portion of his letter in, the, in, in Corinthians. Commentator Gordon uh, Fee says that Paul's Thanksgiving it generally follows the same pattern. Uh, one, give thanks two to God three always and four uh, for the recipients and f- and five uh, for certain reasons which then elaborated um, as the salutation it contains a number of items that anticipate the body of the letter so Friday we studied the, the, the salutations and, and, and we noted the greeters greeted and the greeting right uh, Paul was primarily the greeter. Synopheses was the second greeter. Um, and he was most likely, you know, Paul's uh, assistant who actually wrote down what Paul dictated to him. Not to say Paul was illiterate because he wasn't because he was a Pharisee, but, you know, he had a guy that dictated stuff to him, right? So, and I was, when I was studying, um, this morning's message, you know, I, I read more about the salutation that in this letter, it, it, and you may recall, uh, Paul planted the church during the 18 months in 50 to uh, 50 to 51 AD. 
and he's uh, the time that he spent in Corinth was his second missionary journey and after a few years he heard about the problems and divisions that were going in the church traditional understanding uh, of the situation in Corinth is that there was an internal division and strife within the church and Paul wrote his letter to correct the division that existed among the various factions you know, I think the comment. I think commentator Gordon uh, Fee is correct in saying that the historical situation in, uh, in Corinth was one of conflict between the church and its founder. You know, not to say that the Corinthian church was experiencing internal strife and division, but they were. Uh, but the primary problem was between the church as a whole and Paul as the church increasingly disagreed within his teachings and we see this kind of happening today you know um, people disregard Paul's letter there's some people factions out there and churches out there who don't even recognize Paul as as an apostle which he wrote 21 of the 27 books in the New Testament um for Paul, this presented twofold crisis, right? Over his authority and the gospel. And, and the key issue between Paul and the Corinthian church had to do with what it meant to be spiritual, right? And we, and we will see how Paul addresses that in the body of the letter. But even, but we even begin to see a little of his response in the Thanksgiving of 1 Corinthians. So this morning letters, I want us to examine the Thanksgiving of Corinthians as we notice Paul thanks God for the Corinthians' past gifts, uh, the Corinthians' present state, and the Corinthians' future prospects, right? Um, And I think that's, it's very, 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 very uh, to see that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, First, Paul, Paul thanks God for the Corinthians' past gifts. And Paul said in verse 4a, that's the beginning of the verse. So when I say uh, verse A or verse B, it's either the beginning of the verse or the, the, the ending of the verse. And it says this, I give thanks to my God always for you. Now, Paul wrote, this, wrote the letter to the Corinthian church uh, sometime, sometime between 53 and 55 AD. Now, that's not to say that he wrote the letter about two to four years. Uh, Well, that is to say that he wrote the letters between about four to two years after he left Corinth. Um, However, even though Paul is going to address some very significant and serious matters with them, he begins by thanking God for the Corinthian believers. See, it's, it's important to note that Paul does not thank God for the Corinthians have done for God, but rather what God has done for the uh, the believers in, in Corinth. And Paul begins by by thanking God for the Corinthians' past gifts. Right? God gave gifts to uh, the gift of grace to the Corinthians. Right? Paul said in verse four, "I I give thanks to my God for you." Uh, always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Jesus Christ. 
Um, now, the, the, the first gift that which Paul gives thanks for is the grace of God. And this is a gift of and this is And this is the gift of salvation. Less than five years earlier, all the all Christians in Corinth were pagans. They knew nothing of the grace of God. In fact, it is possible that they did not even know about Jesus. They, they may have been familiar with the Jewish religion, but they have no true understanding how to come into right relationship with God. Then, one day in 50 AD, Paul arrives to the city of Corinth. He stayed there in the home of Priscilla and Aquila, where the three of them were involved in making and preparing tents and sails and stuff like that. Right? So Paul used every opportunity to tell his customers, neighbors, visitors, even strangers about the good news of how a person can come into a right relationship with God. And over the course of the 18 months, many of the Corinthian pagans came to have faith alone in Christ alone by the grace of God alone. So God gave the gift of his grace to the Corinthians. But further, God gave two spiritual gifts of grace to the Corinthians. Paul said in verse 5, it says this, that in every way that you were enriched in him in speech and all knowledge. Two spiritual gifts that Paul mentions is speech and knowledge. Some commentators uh, vary to exactly what was meant by speech and knowledge. However, it seems that Paul is simply noting these two spiritual gifts as he elaborates in the in, in the later chapters, like 12 and 14, 12 through 14. There were a number, there were other spiritual gifts, but these were the two spiritual gifts that seemed to be particularly problematic for the for the Corinthians. See, when Paul mentions speech, he seems to re, uh, be referring to speaking gifts such as tongues, interpretation, prophecy, and, and so on. And, also, and, and when he mentions the knowledge, he seems to be referring to the gifts of special knowledge, such as wisdom, prophetic revelation, and so on. And one of the issues that, that we will come to see in the Corinthians believe that they were more spiritual than Paul. God blessed many of the pagans in Corinth and, uh, with his grace. They became believers. And, and, and they discovered... As, 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 we, as, as we will too, that true believers not only receive God's grace, but also they receive at least one spiritual gift. So the Corinthians believed that they had arrived at some spiritual uh, pinnacle of the Christian life, but they had misunderstood the purpose of spiritual gifts. And, and they were not given, uh, they, they were not given these because they'd arrived to some like huge, you know, pinnacle of the, of the Christian life, but they were given, they, they, they were all given to Christians in order to benefit and bless the church. And also the Corinthians were not using the gifts properly. Instead, they were abusing the gifts just as we see today. Right, So Paul masterfully giving thanks to God for two spiritual gifts, for the two spiritual gifts of grace to the Corinthians. The spiritual gifts are all, after all, 
still gifts from God, and Paul gives thanks for those. Second, Paul t- uh, thanks God for the Corinthians' present state. And, and these, there are three reasons why Paul gives thanks to the Corinthians' present state. First, the testimony about Christ confirmed among them. See, Paul in verse 6 says, Even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you. When the Apostle Paul told them about the person and work of Jesus Christ, many, many Corinthians became believers. Their, their lives were totally transformed. Their guilt was gone. And they had the peace of God with one another. And they experienced the joy of the new life in Christ. They discovered, as Paul wrote in the second letter of the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. So, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among the Corinthians uh, believers as their lives were transformed. Second, they are not lacking in any spiritual gift. Paul said in verse 7a, which is the beginning of the verse, so that you're not lacking any spiritual gift. God gave spiritual gifts to the Corinthians church. And later in his letter in chapter 12, Paul will mention some of the spiritual gifts, such as utterance of wisdom, utterance of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, the working of miracles, prophecy, the ability to distinguish between spirits, various kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues, what we see in 1 Corinthians 12, 8-10. Now, I don't believe this list was meant to be exhaustive. Instead, it represents the spiritual gifts that God had given the Corinthian church. And if you look at the church today, some of the spiritual gifts that God had given uh, it, 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 people have vet, people have abused these gifts to to its extreme, and I say that because the church today wants to see signs and wonders, and I believe those do not exist today. Now I say that I'm not saying that that every gift is not being done today. I'm not putting God in a box and 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 and, and, and that that God can't do whatever he wants and do the gifts. What I'm saying is that most is false and being abused for the sake of the prosperity and the word of faith movement. Taken out of context and we must understand that we serve a God of order and they have to be done in a certain way and we will talk more about that later in in a Bible study uh, in, in, in a later Bible study but you know, I've done a study on tongues, and you can find that on our Made Free Church uh, YouTube page. And it's 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 very very helpful that you guys guys check that out if you go to our, our YouTube page. There are a lot of teachings about the misuse of tongues and stuff like that. But we have to understand that you know there's false healers out there. There's prosperity gospel. There's a word faith, name it, claim it. You know, there's all these movements out there that are talking about and preaching a false gospel. They, they sound good, but they're talking about a false gospel. They're not talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even though they're, they're, they're implementing and stuff like that. But most of it is more or less a false doctrine. 
You know what I mean? And, and I'm not going to name any names because I don't think we should do that today. So, even though the Corinthians were abusing their special guests, Paul nevertheless gave thanks for them because they still, there are still gifts from God and the purpose is building up the church. And the presence of the spiritual gifts serves to confirm the gospel. When a person receives the grace of God, he or she also receives one spiritual gift or a few. The presence of of the spiritual gifts confirms the gospel itself. But more than that, it also it also confirmed Paul's preaching of the gospel in Corinth. The, the pagans in Corinth did nothing on their own to make themselves Christians. Instead, as Paul preached, the Spirit of God took the word of God that Paul proclaimed and applied it effectually to the pagans. They became recipients of the grace of God and they became recipients of the spiritual gifts. So at first glance, uh, and third, excuse me, and third, they waited for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said in verse 7b, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, at first glance, this seems as an unusual item for which to give thanks, but Paul is ready, already beginning to build his argument, which he is coming to... uh, to un- unravel in the body of this le- of, the, of this letter, one of the problems that the Corinthians had is what Gordon Fee calls overrealized eschatology. What does that mean? See, the Bible in our experience teaches that once we get saved, God does not take us immediately to heaven. At the moment of conversion, we are instantly justified and pardoned. Now. God then leads us here to mature into the likeness of Jesus. This is called, and this is the process of sanctification. And it continues until we die. When the Bible teaches us that that we are then glorified, when when we go to heaven, we see Jesus face to face and our struggle with sin is over. The period in which we are currently living, theologians call this the now but not yet phase, right? And we have now started to receive the blessings uh, of the eternal reward, but we do not yet have it fully. What was happening in the Corinthian with the Corinth was that the believers thought that they had received all that there is to receive. Uh, They saw that they had been given the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of tongues, which they understood was a language of angels, right? So that they believed that they have already uh, arrived at the pinnacle of their spiritual experience because they uh, they spoke a language of heaven. But is it really the language of heaven? And we see that in tongues... And, 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 and I, I said this before, you know, the Shyamalan and Ding Dong things is not angelic language. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not, guys. Um, this was a different kind of language. It was more or less a language 
that was can be interpreted by someone else that it was not uh, for it's foreign to us, but it's it's really not angelic language. And I got to make that statement because a lot of people they misuse the the gift of tongues, you know, in a lot of churches and it, you know the charismatic Pentecostal churches they they abuse this gift. You know what I mean? Without the, the you know, it's a shum along a ding dong. I, I want to buy a Honda, uh, stuff like that. That's not, that's not angelic language. Angelic language is very specific, right? But see, we don't really have a real answer to that. I know that when you see people speak in tongues on stage without an interpretation and it's shum along a ding dong, it is not spiritual language. That is gibberish. It has to be a language that is understood that's on this earth. That's tongues. And, I, you know, I did, a, I did a whole study on that. Um, I think it was last year on our YouTube page. You could go check that out. So that's why Paul gives thanks uh, for them as they wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ in a not-so-subtle way. He is telling the Corinthian believers that they have not yet re- arrived to the pinnacle of a spiritual experience. In fact, that will only happen when we see our Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, Paul talks, thanks God for the Corinthians' future prospects, and he mentions two glorious truths. First, God will sustain them to the end. See, Paul said in verse 8, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a marvelous text of the the preservation of the saints. The first question is, who is the one who will sustain us to the end? And the precursor is our Lord Jesus Christ. And at the end of verse 7, at the end of verse 7, that is possible. But I believe that the subject is still God. In verse 4 through 8, um, our one sentence in the Greek, Paul is thanking God for the blessings received. And it is likely that they that, that he has God in mind and as the one who will sustain us to the end. This is so encouraging for the Christians. You know, when, when God saved us, he, he doesn't uh, then leave us to struggle on our own. No, the testimony of God's word is that God saves us, preserves us to the end, and that's exactly what Paul is saying here. Paul also says that when we get to the day, which is the day we stand before God, we will stand guiltless before the Lord Jesus Christ. Not even a single stain of sin will be seen on us. All of our sin will be gone. And we'll be covered by the, by Jesus' perfect righteousness. And that's a wonderful encouragement uh, that God not only preserves us, that we arrive safely in eternity, but when we get there, we discover that we are reckoned as guiltless as well. And the second, the faithful uh, God may be trusted and complete in his work in them. It says in verse 9 that... God is faithful, whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. See, Paul wants his readers to understand 
that God is faithful. He does. He doesn't waver. He saved them because he wanted them saved. They stayed saved because God does not change his mind about his desires to have a vast number of people in heaven with him for all eternity. As Pastor John MacArthur says, if he called us when we were lost and wretched, he will surely not cease to be faithful to the call now that we have come into fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is the thanksgiving in 1 Corinthians. It's pretty awesome. As I close, I want you guys to look at both the salutation and the thanksgiving and draw your attention to its Christ-centered focus. Paul refers to Christ nine times in nine verses. Check it out. Paul as the apostle of Jesus Christ. The Corinthian church is sanctified in Jesus Christ. Christians universal are those who in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace from our God, from God the, our Father are affected through Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul gives them thanks because of the grace of God that was given in Christ Jesus. The testimony about Christ was confirmed among the Corinthians and the Corinthians waited for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Corinthians were guiltless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Corinthians were called into fellowship of the Lord, of Jesus Christ our Lord. See, Paul would not have a letter to write if it had not been for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the most significant person in history. He is the God-man who bridged the gap between God and man. Are you right with, with, with in right relationship with God? You, you can only get into right relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. You can't get in any other way. So He came and lived and died and rose again so that He might have our sins forgiven and have life with him. So if you don't have Jesus this morning, get on your, just pray to him. Give your life over to him and watch what he does. It's pretty amazing to see God change the wretch like me. And trust me, I was a liar, thief, and cheat. And today, I'm sanctified. I'm redeemed. I'm set apart through Jesus Christ. It's pretty simple. Right? So a couple of uh, announcements before we get before we, we, we get. Guys, if you'd like to support Made Free Church in any way, shape, or form, please go to madefreechurch.org. We could really, really, really use uh, your guys' giving. Uh, we want to get our own church. We want to open up a, a, a men and women's discipleship home we do have overhead that comes you know and and so if you can give out of the abundance of your heart go to madefreechurch.org there's three ways to give you can give through our paypal link our cash app and also you can give through a check or money order to the address that's provided on that and guys if you would like to check out my blog site my personal blog site you can go to servantforchrist.com and check me out and check out what i believe and guys, we also have 
a new discipleship uh, that ministry that 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 we've we've created. It's called Tactical Discipleship. It's for men and women to grow in the body of Christ and and grow with thinking everything biblically, right? It's discipleship. It's we are commanded to disciple. So uh, go check it out. It's discipleship.org. And uh, you can check that out. Also, check out our friends at 120 Army. Uh, Aaron and, and, and Jose are good friends of ours. We love them and, and we support them. Go check them out. And or go down download the app as well um, on your Android or iPhones. It's the 120 Army. Get involved in them. And guys, we do have podcasts. I have my own podcast called Reform Pastor. And Made Free Church has podcasts that you can find on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. So go subscribe to those and thank you again. And guys, I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for being here. God bless all of you and God bless your week. We'll see you tomorrow morning as we, st- as we continue our series in Corinthians. And I hope you guys have an amazing Sunday. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. And we just thank you, God, for all that you do. God bless the people that are watching. Bless the people that are going to watch later lord or gonna listen to the podcast later lord just bless them in jesus mighty mighty name amen guys you have a great and amazing day god bless you all